bitches and welcome to wellness for real it's your girl marlena and on today's episode felicia and i chat with lightened up Lori, all about how she lightened up not only her body but her mind and how she continues to work to become her best self i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and please excuse all of the nerdy photography talk <laughs> towards the end uh I just love Lori and we have so much in common. So it was so fun to have her on and share her story. Make sure you guys are leaving us a review. Share the podcast with everyone and anyone, even if you don't think they'll like it, share it with them anyways. And let's get it started. All right. What's up, bitches? So today (laughs) we have (laughs) one of my faves, Lori, this lightened up Lori. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. We're, we're good. good. Excited to chat. I feel like we say that every week, though. We're like, we're so excited, but we are. We feel we so are. honored to be able to like chat with our f- internet friends and like share mm-hmm. more about you more than just like, you know, a few minutes on a s- <laughs> in Instagram story, right? Uh, right? So it's a great place to start. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you, Lori? A little bit about me. Yeah. What am I? Stress, blessed, coffee, obsessed. <laughs> just, just me. Um, just living my best life, trying to find balance with being a mom and a wife and keeping myself in focus and trying to reach some goals. I don't know. Just trying to live. It's hard. Well, I want to know kind of about how you created this like lightened up. Uh, lifestyle okay. brand well truth is I was a huge bitch forever <laughs> huge <laughs> huge like everybody hated me especially in high school nobody liked me I was a huge mean bitch but I was heavy and self-conscious and angry at everybody but myself and I took it out on everybody I had like relationships go bad in high school that like people were trying to trying to beat me up (laughs) so it was like I had like depression and all the terrible things and it just consumed me and when I started losing weight and I started putting myself first and I started focusing on me and like making myself happy and not everybody else then like I started to like lighten up and I found myself smiling more. Like I was getting headaches and I was like, why am I getting headaches all the time? It was from smiling. Like how crazy is that? It's so stupid. I wasn't used to smiling so much. (laughs) Seriously. And I was like, I have headaches all the time. It's because I was always like smiling around. And like, I just had to start shaking stuff off and lightening the load. Um, I was taking everything on imaginable, like, when I really started, well, after losing the weight for the wedding, um, I had to lose weight to have my kids. So it was just like piling everything, piling up, piling up, piling up. And when I started like, okay, let's give some of this to other people (laughs) delegating some of the stress, it just like fully lightened up my attitude towards people and life. And I don't know, I hope that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes totally. a lot of sense. A lot of yeah. sense. And um, so you mentioned like having to lose weight um, to have your children. Do you want to share mm-hmm. that story? Sure. Um, we had to do IVF, 
Leon and I like always kind of said like that we figured we would need help. We don't know why, but we always said we would have one and done unless they came out together. And like, we always said that, always said that. And I guess we probably put that out there in the universe and like totally sunk it in. But so we had to do IVF. Um, I lost some weight after the wedding also. And I thought like I was in good shape to get pregnant right away, but you know, it's not that easy. <laughs> I'm familiar. See <laughs> everybody else around you seems like they're getting pregnant except for you when you yeah. want it so bad. Well, it and, looks so easy um, on TV. I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so easy and everything. And you're like, what the hell's wrong with me? Um, so turns out it was like a male factor thing, but I had to be the one to undergo the process of IVF. So I had to lose a little bit of weight. First I was fine. And then like the weekend that I was supposed to start my injections, they called me like that Friday and they told me like, don't come in. We had a meeting with all of our doctors and like, we don't want to put you under until you reach a certain BMI. And like, I was wow. supposed to go to my like injection class the next morning and I was crushed, crushed, heartbroken. I, um, I quit WW that night and I joined quick weight loss, which is like the world's worst weight loss program ever. They make you come every single day to weigh in. What? You can't have like, you can't have red grapes. You can't have red peppers. You can't have carrots. You can't have cheese. You can't eat tuna and eggs on the same day. Like it was very fucking bizarre. That's so weird. Is that somebody that's that's made still some shit up? It does still exist. Wow. It does. It's crazy and so unhealthy. Like they give you these terrible tasting supplements and vitamins and all this stuff. And it took me six months to lose the exact same weight I lost in six months on WW and had a better relationship with food. Um, and then we did IVF and it took the first time. And then I got pregnant naturally nine months later with Valentina. So <laughs> now wow. we have three. <laughs> so much but, for that one and done, huh? I mean, <laughs> go big or go home. <laughs> Your kids are adorable though. I love them. Yeah, they're beautiful. Especially that little Valentina. She's going to be running the world someday. (laughs) She is. She's running me right now. (laughs) (laughs) So how old are your kids now? Um, The twins are going to be eight in May and Valentina just turned six. Wow. That's That's a house full. Uh, It's a lot. So you mentioned that you had, you quit WW to Mm -hmm. like try out this like crazy weight loss program. So what brought you back to WW? Um, After I had the twins, I mean, obviously I gained some weight and it wasn't so much about losing a lot of weight because I didn't gain too much. I was on hospital bed rest like the entire time, but afterwards I just wanted those meetings for myself. I wanted to go and do something alone for 30 minutes and go to the studio and hit my meeting. And like these old ladies are amazing and they just love the hell out of you. Like you walk in there all hugging on you and cheering for you. And I would just sit, it was like therapy. I would cry in my meeting every, every week. And then it got to be too much with twins because my mom would like walk them around the complex while I took my meeting, but sometimes it was too much for her. So I had a baby on one arm and it just, I ended up having to quit again and finances and all that stuff. I just, uh, I've done this way too many times. Yeah. Well, I think that that's something that a lot of people can relate to, right? This kind of back and forth until we figure out like what, 
works and everything kind of clicks. Um, and in the short time that I've been following you over these last few years, um, I mean, I've watched you evolve so much. Um, <laughs> and I know that you like, when I, when I found you, you were like already at like your goal weight and, um, all that, but the mental shift that has happened over the oh, last yeah. couple of years has just been like incredible to watch. Uh, Thank so what you. do you think was like the major, like change? It's hard because when you're in the thick of it and you need to get to lifetime so that you don't have to pay anymore, you're like, and for me, that's a big deal. $45 is a lot for our family a month. Yeah. So that was like my driving force because I couldn't, my mom used to pay for it for me. Then she stopped. And then it was on me and that's when I quit again. And then I rejoined after Valentina and I was like, okay, if I'm going to pay this money that I need to get to gold because I wanted to have a gym membership also. So it was like one or the other. So I just killed it until I got to the goal, but I killed it in a way that wasn't like the healthiest. Like I did the program to a T, but not the mental switch hadn't flipped yet where it wasn't like. I wasn't having a good relationship. I didn't have balance. I was eating the lowest point things that I could do. I was not working out two days before I weighed in because I knew that my weight would fluctuate. And it was like stupid and crazy. And um, once I realized like, girl, you're going to do this forever. Like I, I've been off the program. So I know that I can't necessarily do it full term without having some kind of like check-in accountability and like just the tracking and stuff like that. Um, so when I realized that like, you're going to do this forever, you have to enjoy the foods that you're eating, stop cutting things out, stop switching everything to fat free. Like it's okay to have peanut butter. It's okay to, you know, enjoy the stuff so that it's sustainable and you can keep doing this forever. So for you, do you feel like the program is something that will always be a part of your wellness? I, think I know that's so. kind of a hard question to answer because like, you really don't know what the, whole, the future holds, but I'm sure. just curious what you think right now. I know that I will somehow need to track my stuff to check on myself every once in a while. Sure. Like I can't just fully go cold turkey and give it up and never check in. Like yeah. I'm... I'm good. I have the tools. Like I know my measurements. I know like by looking at stuff, like weights of things and stuff like that. So I don't like obsess over those sort of things, but I know like every couple of days, like, all right, maybe I should track a little bit to make sure I'm still like in my healthier range, you know, because it's easy to let the reins down and then it goes into days and days and days. And you're like, I'm living my best life. I'm so fucking balanced. And then you're like, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm actually tipping the wrong way, yeah. a different way. Well, I think that like the obsession piece of it is probably one of the biggest changes I've seen for you is like, you mm -hmm. used to be very like, um, <laughs> like everything had to be like very particular. Mm -hmm. Um, and you would get really like, you would be really hard on yourself right. if things didn't go exactly the way that you thought they needed to go. And now mm -hmm. you're just like, you seem so free of that. And I'm just like, so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad somebody notices. Because <laughs> I see you girl. Like I have old videos on my phone, which is so weird and narcissistic at the time, but I'm glad I have them now because I look back at them and I'm like, wow, that was a place that was not okay. Like I have a video where I was crying because 
I was like, I just blew the whole day. I ate good. I ate good, which I hate when people say good and bad. Um, Me too. I said, I ate good all day. And then I had two spoonfuls of marshmallow fluff. Like, first of all, fluff is so light. It's like 40 calories. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. Like, I love that like, marshmallow fluff. I can't just pack it on my, my food. Like, and I was sitting there crying. And I now that I'm like, wow, that was messed up. And I, it really makes me sad when I see so many accounts now doing that. And people are like, yay. Oh, hell, like you're amazing. You're right. Now I'm doing this and now I'm doing that. And I'm like, no, no, that's terrible. Please stop doing that. You know, like, hold on. Just- yeah. It's really disordered eating and thinking, it but it, it's, it's what has been instilled in all of us. Right. Yeah, like it makes absolutely. us human. I feel like we all kind of have to go through that or get right. through it Do in that. order to like come out of the other side and have a better, healthier relationship with food well, like, and I ourselves. Try not to, I try not to judge it. Yeah. But I just like, I hope that they get that like epiphany soon. Yeah. Agreed. Or like you said, go through it themselves so that you'll get to that place where you feel like, okay. No, Do you no. think by changing that and making those food choices, by making that decision that yeah, I'm going to stop sort of trying to eat the lowest foods and stop that that mm-hmm. is what made the shift for you? Like, what do you think, I think so. that shift I think was? Just realizing that like, I'm going to do this forever. So stop cutting it out. Like fat-free cheese is not available everywhere. It's not available. Every restaurant you go to, like they don't have it. They You're not going to bring your own cheese. We don't have spray butter here. And I'm like, what? What? what's happening? <laughs> like, what the hell am I supposed to do? And I would have those moments, like full on panic. Like, but what am I going to do? I don't know how many points these beans are. Like they're not fat free refried beans. I can't eat them. Like, yes, you can. You're not going to die. You're not going to gain 140 pounds back, 130 pounds back, 130 now, but you're not going to gain that back because you ate full fat beans. Like, yeah. Well, and I was just going to say too, when I first started following you, you were 10 pounds under your goal weight. Mm. And that was like, you were very like, um, adamant about staying there. And then I've, (sighs) I've watched you kind of realize that like, that wasn't sustainable. Right. And I can really relate to that. Cause I hit my like, quote unquote, low goal weight. Right. Um, but what I had to do to stay there was not sustainable. Right. It's not healthy. And, and yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, I hate to say this, but like you, I don't notice the difference in you being 10 pounds heavier. I don't look at you and think, Thank oh, you. <laughs> wow, she gained 10 whole pounds. Like girl. How terrible. No, it's like not all in my all. hips, <laughs> you which look, I'm happy about. Yeah. Like you look but strong, like, you look healthy. Like I see you slaying in the gym and you're, yes, your, your workouts. Like when I look at pictures of myself from that lower weight, I'm like, Ooh, I don't really love the way that that looks. Like, I love the idea of being in a size six or a four jeans, but like, what is, what the hell does that mean? Nobody knows. As long as your clothes fit properly, nobody knows what size you are. So I'm happy to be where I'm at. That's great. So you've lost a lot of weight and you've maintained, how long have you been maintaining now? Uh, Like two and a half years, almost two and a half years. That's amazing. I can't believe I'm doing it every day. I can't (laughs) believe I'm doing it. I can. Cause like I said, I mean, you're growing and you're evolving mentally. And that I, I feel like we've talked about this on the show, um, where 
people are always like, oh, maintenance is so much harder than weight loss. And like, I don't think it's harder than weight loss. I just think a lot of people struggle mm -hmm. with the mental shift. Okay. That's I'm not it. losing weight anymore. I'm not chasing a number anymore. Now I need to figure out how to just be happy and healthy. Right. And that part gets kind of like weird and sad because you don't change often anymore. So you like, don't know where your place was. Like when I was at my lowest, I was like, Oh, now I'm not, now I'm not thick anymore. And so like, I'm not a snow bunny. So what am I now? Like I'm in between, I'm not fat. I'm not really skinny. What am I? And it was like, nothing ever changed. Like even now, well, now I compare like my growth mentally and like muscle mass and that, like the composition of my body. But for a long time, I was like, Oh my great. My transformation Tuesdays, they look the same. Like <laughs> I got to find this same five pictures that I had from my heaviest weights and use those because what am I comparing to? But it's like, now I'm figuring out how I can just be better for me and not worry about everybody else's transformation pictures. So your hard. goals are different now. So what do those yeah, look so like different. now? It's just, I just want to be stronger. I just want to be so much stronger. I just want to, you know, keep lifting, keep building, um, I always want to tighten up loose skin, but I've also realized that that's not really possible <laughs> in a yeah. lot of areas, but just learning on learning how to love those areas as they continue to change. Cause it's still changing even at this weight. That's a little higher than I normally am. My skin is still hanging or I'm like, it's hanging more. Like, how is that possible? Like I'm also getting older every day. So yeah. Bodies change. That's what they bodies do. change like crazy. <laughs> That's what they do. You guys, like you better learn to love it. <laughs> yeah. We just really have to learn how to, yeah, love it and accept it. it. Um, and I, there's, I feel like there's a balance too. Cause like, I know you had a tummy tuck and right now mm -hmm. I'm looking into getting one and, um, I have this like, right now I'm having this mental struggle where I'm like, does this mm -hmm. mean I don't love myself? But like, that's not true. Right. Like, yeah. And same with weight loss, right? We can mm -hmm. accept who we are, but still want to like be healthier, be want healthier, to lose weight, right? Right. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I see a lot of people go through that. And before I had my surgery, like my two really good friends had a talk with me, and they were like, "Only do this if you're going to be on a path to be happy afterwards, because you're what's going to be next. Like, what are you going to be unhappy with after that?" And I'm like, then it's going to be my arms, which it is. And my thighs. And but that's also like, I know that I'm a good person and I love myself inside. And I can say like, I'm beautiful. That was really freaking hard for me for a really long time. Like I would never say, I'd be like, oh, shut up. Oh, stop it. Oh, that, you know, like <laughs> deflect it. But now yeah. I'm like, no, I am beautiful. Like maybe I don't love every single feature of my body, but it all makes me me. And it all tells my story. And like, you have to be ready to accept all of those things, Absolutely. especially if you do surgeries, especially yes. because, and, and it's you funny you say that perfect body and be miserable. Totally. And I was literally just thinking about that the other day. I'm like looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, okay, if I do this, am I going to want to do A, B, C, D, E, F, and right. G afterwards? So thank you right. for bringing yes. that up. Cause I'm working for a plastic surgeon. I'm like, Oh, I was just, I was literally just thinking okay. that like, cause I know when I worked in fine jewelry, guess what? I wanted to buy all the diamonds. You want it all, all the right. time. People are getting injectables. I'm like, I'm so jealous here. Sign your consent, get your lips done. But then I'm also like, 
I'm, you know, I take their photos before and after, and I'm like, you're so beautiful. <laughs> like, that's not my job, but I'm like, yeah, you're right. amazing. You're beautiful. Like, yeah. I hope you're so, I hope you're so excited, but you're perfect already. Like, and I, you know, I whisper that because I don't want, you know, to lose the surgery. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk them out of their surgeries. The <laughs> right. <laughs> They'd be like, Lori, you're fired. We're losing but money. I feel so bad when people like, sometimes, you know, there's women who are like, I hate my body or, you know. I see them at their most vulnerable state when they're staying there buck naked and I'm taking photos of them. And I'm like, I've been here. I've been where you're standing. Like, I get it. I'm going to make this as fun as possible. Like, and you know, like I'll crack jokes and stuff like that because it's hard to be that vulnerable. And I know that they're all in a place that they hate what they're seeing, which is why they're changing it. But I'm just like, it's a whole journey after this. So hit me up, like follow me on Instagram. (laughs) I love that. So, um, so what is your role um, in your job? I was hired as a wellness coordinator, um, and tried to start like a wellness group there, but it was free. So, you know, the deal, like if it's free, people are not committed. They don't care. They say that they're going to come and show up for meetings. And it was, I don't want to say it was like a Weight Watcher meeting, but we would talk and discuss different topics and exchange recipes. And like people showed up a couple of weeks. Like, then I was like, let me change it up. Like, let's go exercise. Let's walk around the complex and like do three miles together. Like bring your kid in the stroller and people just wouldn't show. So, you know, I talk to patients now because uh, like if they need to lose weight, if they're still like not in healthy range to have the surgery, like to be put under, um, I discuss those options. I gear them towards WW um, if they need it or, you know, could use the assistance. And then I talk about my firsthand experiences with surgery because I'm the only one there who's had the whole kit and caboodle done. Everybody else has just had boobies. So they can't really (laughs) speak on it. So you had, you had a full mommy makeover, right? I had, yeah, I had a breast aug lift. I actually had my areolas like taken down which I didn't know was a thing, but I was told they were too big. And I said, okay, change them. <laughs> okay. Who knew salami nipples were not in? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Um, and then I had the muscle repair and the full tummy tuck. So, but you know, my doctor who is a man cannot tell you exactly what it feels like to have a tummy tuck. So right. Sometimes I'm like, no, that's not true. This is what it feels like, you know, and this is what to really expect. And this is how you won't be able to poop for three weeks and this is what you should take and that kind of thing like real experiences that's awesome though can you say you won't be able to poop for three weeks oh forget it you ain't i had to have everybody leave the house (laughs) you all have to go because i sat on the toilet crying like rocking back and forth (laughs) just trying to shit i mean i can't is it just because you're so constipated from the medication right or okay yeah and like, they, they'll tell you, go get some Docolax. Like, yeah, right. No, magnesium citrate. Two days before you're like, it doesn't do anything. No, you got to take magnesium citrate. That's mm-hmm. what you take. Drink it. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh, terrible. You're making me so excited. I mean, <laughs> still worth it. But, but that same yeah. day, I also put on panties that I had from Victoria's Secret. You know how they used to give out free underpants? Yes. Back in the day. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had this like one pair that I got because I just love the colors and I could never fit fit them because I had the big food paw and all that stuff. And I tried them on when everybody left the house and I sat there and it cried my eyes out because like, oh my God, I can see my vagina and like I have a belly button and nothing's hanging. And it was so bizarre. Like they just mm. fit. 
Yeah. It's weird. That's is awesome. It still, is it still kind of like a, like a weird experience for you? Or do you feel like you're kind of more used yeah. to your body now? Or are you still no. kind of? It's no? like I have a phantom flap still. <laughs> That's so weird. Like even simple TMI, but like simple things like sitting on the toilet and like going to do something down there. Like yeah. I would have to lift my skin up. Yeah. Sure. Not having to do that is like bizarre to me. I still, I don't know why I stand up and like look in the mirror when I pull my pants up because I don't have feeling in my stomach. So right after surgery, like I would always have to look because I couldn't see or feel what I was doing. So like, wow. I see it and I just check myself. I'm like, Hey girl, I still got a belly button. All right, let's keep, <laughs> we're good. Keep moving. <laughs> and is that common that you don't have feeling? Is that normally what happens or it's a, it's a risk. <laughs> It's a risk. So like from my belly button to like the top of my lady bits, I don't have feeling at all. Really? But I've had is two that... C-sections. Okay. What? You said the top of your lady bits. So does this affect orgasms? Because that might no. be a problem for me. Like, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Oh, wait, wait a, a minute. Second. You got to ask. Not down there. Okay. But like I lost feeling, I lost feeling in my nipples, which was very hard for me. Yeah. I, that's a big reason why I'm not doing boobs. It was really hard for me. Oh, so we have yeah, to get creative now. But. Yeah, I hear. I hear that. that no, but can this happen. is good information. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't yes. have known that. I mean, I would just assume that all worked. Yeah, know? people think. I mean, I have, I would say like I have like thirty percent in one and like ten in the other. Just oh. not enough. Yeah. Well, no, do they yeah, ever expect like that grazing. that'll come? That's just like grazing. No, that's no. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like two back? years. They say like, oh, within six months it'll come back, but I'm two years, so I think I'm. That ship has sailed. I'm gonna go get them all pierced and <laughs> call it a day. There you <laughs> go. Well, will that help piercings? I no. I just feel like if I can't feel it, why the hell not? Just do it. <laughs> if it's not gonna hurt, let's just pierce everything. Totally. There you go. Well, thanks for sharing all that information because I feel like a lot. Yeah, a lot of people. Um, <laughs> a little extra, but whatever. No, it's it's <laughs> awesome like because a lot of people are interested in cosmetic surgery, but it's not talked about, right? It's like, not. I feel like so people, weird. it's like still such a like taboo thing. Even I was like super nervous to talk about it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Cause I was just like, I don't want to deal with people's judgment. I don't want to deal right. with what people think about what I want to do with my body. Right. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you sharing the firsthand knowledge. Now I have, <laughs> some, more, I have some more research to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love your advice about sort of being at peace with who you are prior because otherwise yeah, yeah. it's not going to fix whatever the problem if you're not at peace you'll just right. still still be there even when it's fixed sort of finding that place mentally is important right totally. and that was like a major thing because my my mom is the one who paid for it she saw me struggling I, every time I saw her, I would be like, look at me and like hold my skin out like a flying squirrel. And I'd be like, why is this? My, my mom was like, go show your dad your party trick. Because my dad, you know, <laughs> Mulan was like, show him. Like, and I was like, dad, you want to see something? Like, this is not embarrassing at all. But like, I had to show people because people didn't think it existed on me. I had somebody in this community, my gay community, stop me while I was walking one day and was like, oh, so you don't have a lot of loose skin? I was like, what? I do. Like, back up. <laughs> Like, yes, what? I do. Um, it's hidden. Well, you must hide it really well. Where is it? And I'm like, whoa, like back off. And that's when the I was audacity. like, share it. Because I think people think like this is all too glamorous. And like, you need to know. You need to know that shit's gonna hang. Right. It doesn't matter how hard you work out. If you were almost 300 pounds, you're going to have loose skin. 
And anybody who says that they don't is lying. You have loose skin when you lose 40 pounds or 50 pounds. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. It happens to every, I mean, I'm 50 years old. I have loose skin too. And I didn't lose mm-hmm. 150 pounds. I mean, it just happens, like you said, with your body and you have to accept it. You know, I mean, exactly. I can do squats all I want. You know, I mean, that shit's not changing. Yeah, exactly. That's how it is. You know and what my, I mean? My, but and my mom was like, you need to be like, you need to get help. Like you need to change your mindset after this, because you're, I see how unhappy you are, but we need to make sure that this is really going to help you and not set you back. So after I had the surgery, then everybody I saw was like, okay, you're not going to lose anymore. Right. You're not going to do this. Right. Can you stop losing weight in your face? And like, I don't know how to do that, but like, (laughs) or I would be like, yeah, like, uh, well, I'm, I don't know, because I, guess the focus was off everything else. So then my head looked tiny. I don't know, but it was just like, you have to find, you have to be okay with yourself. So now when people say dumb shit like that, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like I know me, I love me. I feel proportionate wherever I am. And yeah. you look amazing. You're oh look, my gosh. You're Thank you. Amazing. Yes. And, um, I did just want to say too, I think when we talk about like accepting and loving ourselves, like whether or not you have cosmetic surgery, um, even just being in like a weight loss, um, mindset or wanting to like change your health, like you, even at the beginning of that, like you're more likely to succeed if you learn how to love yourself and not wait until you hit that, like whatever it is, your goal or whatever you think the finish line is. Um, because if you get there and you haven't worked on that self-love at all, mm-hmm. guess what? You're still not going to like yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't hold back your life. You know, I find a no. lot of people like, I'm not going to get a boyfriend. I'm not going to do this till I lose the weight. I'm not going to do this till I lose the weight. Right. And I think trying to sort of be able to do those things through your process will suit you better in the end. And it's hard, but it is just as long as you're trying to get there little baby steps, but it is hard. Absolutely. So what were some of the small, like baby steps that you took when you first started kind of changing, um, your lifestyle, adding exercise in, cause I was on this big train of like, you don't need to exercise to lose weight, which you don't. Um, but then you get more loose skin and everything else. And I needed that separation of like house and me time. Cause sure. I could sit in my bathroom, but guess what? four other people are going to come in 13 times. Like, I can't believe no one has walked in during this. Leon must have them like held by their ankles. It's got them tied up. (laughs) They're just waiting to get to me. So like leaving them and taking that time for myself was the best thing I could ever do. And then I had joined the gym and, um, with friends and started getting out that way. And that was just better for myself because then it was like even further away and I had more time out because sometimes, you know, you feel like you're on the clock when you go for a walk and they know it takes 38 minutes to get around. And (laughs) you're like, but otherwise I'd be like, oh, I'm also going to hit a store. And, you know, because I don't drive, it's like very important for me to get out. Yeah. So taking those steps, um, feeling good about myself and saying that out loud, knowing my worth speaking up for myself, like little changes like that, not so much physical, um, I think has been better for everybody. Yeah. And I know you walk a lot and I feel like that's just one of those like super underrated 
forms of exercise is just walking. And I know for me, like it was the same thing. My first baby step was just moving my body. I Mm -hmm. was a very, uh, lazy bitch (laughs) for most of my life. So Mm -hmm. just walking one lap around the block, you know, just making that very small commitment can make such a huge change. And I think that a lot of people think that you have to like, you have to start out with an Mm -hmm. hour at the gym, five days a week, killing yourself. And it's like, no, 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 you don't have to do all that. Spider-Man. Right. Necessary. Spider-Man. Like like that guy on your story the other day. (laughs) You know what's funny? This is the first time we've actually recorded with a guest where your episode is actually next week. So this is actually like, yeah. So it's actually like, um, relevant. yeah, our yes. time our timeline is actually relevant, so people actually know what the hell we're talking about. And don't have to like scroll back three months <laughs> worth of content. Who is Spider Man? What is she talking <laughs> about? What are you talking about? The best. That's so yeah. funny. So I have a question. So what is it like to have a husband mm-hmm. who also is on a health journey? Like just for the two of you to sort of be on that journey at the same time. I'm so thankful. Like it has taken us a really long time to get here. And for a long time, I would push and push and poke and poke. And then I realized like, that's not my place. Cause if he had been doing it to me, I would have been real pissed. (laughs) I would have been offended. And then when I realized like, I can't change anybody, he has to be ready. He has to want this. He has to find the reasons for himself to do it. And when I did that, he found it on his own. Like as long as soon as I left him alone, (laughs) he discovered it. And it was like, great, perfect. Like, I think we set a really good example now for our kids. They always, they've only ever known mom as being healthy, which thank God, that's all they remember. And now like just even the last couple of days, they're like, it's 2021. Dad's working out now. Dad's going to be in the gym. He's going to be in your gym. And I'm like, is he (laughs) like, is he allowed to be like, but yes. So they're seeing that, like he suggested yesterday that we go on this family walk and I'm in bed and I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, we haven't done that in a few years. And he's like, actually, I think the last time we did it, Valentina was in a stroller and she was. And I'm like, okay, we're doing this. I would drag him on these walks and he would be PO'd and he would wear his headphones the whole time. And like, we wouldn't talk about it. It was like this taboo thing, like, fine, I'm doing it. Let's not talk about it. (laughs) And like yesterday, seriously, like we were laughing and talking and like rooting each other on and laughing at the kids. It was, it's so nice. It's so much better to do it together than be fighting these battles alone. Yeah. And that's amazing. And it is so nice to share. I mean, share a life with somebody who like also gets it right. Who like also struggles with these things. Mm -hmm. Um, and just to be able to like support one another. And I understand the, like not pushing the husband into (laughs) trying to live the same healthy life you're living. Right. Uh, yeah, I get that one. So I'm in that um, space right now. It's hard. Yeah. But you just, just like, you know, I mean, I look back to, you know, even five years ago, someone tried to talk to me about what I was eating or how I was 
not moving my body or whatever, I'd be like, fuck you. Right. Like, damn, yeah, mind your business. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, And if you haven't listened to Leon's episode, he was on the show. So go back and listen to (laughs) his episode and hear all about his journey. He's coming back. Um, Yeah, we're going to have him back and we can't wait to hear about all of the success that he's had um, in growing. And we we see it and we appreciate it. And we're rooting you on. Um, So how did you and Leon meet? Because I I love a good love story. (laughs) Oh, our love story is interesting. Um, well, I was a very troubled teen. <laughs> like I said, just coming out of, well, I was in high school. I was what in, I was 15. What was that ninth grade, 10th grade, 10th. Anyway, I, so, yeah. I had just come out of like a bad relationship, quote unquote, like that. I wasn't really a relationship, but I had a boyfriend and he was cheating on me with like a bunch of different people. And, um, when I found out because people were telling me and I was like, shut up. You don't know me. You don't know my love life. Like it was complete crap. They were trying to tell me I wasn't listening. And they literally were like, he was sicking them on me to kick my ass. Like he was having them threaten me and try to beat me up and like all this crazy stuff. So I went into like a weird depression. It was really sad and terrible. And I don't, you know, I don't like to go there, but after that, I got myself a job. I was working at McDonald's. I went back online on AOL, all that instant messenger AOL. stuff. <laughs> Put my picture on a website, 15 glorious years old. I'll kill my kids if they do this. And it was called, it was called Face the Jury. And I mean, how inappropriate. No wonder my parents took the internet away from me. Um, so I put my picture on this website. People would rate you. And Leon's best friend had rated me. We started talking. I had mentioned where I worked and they drove around to like a bunch of different McDonald's on Long Island. Uh, they found me. They found not me. Not creepy at all. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, it could have went a really, I could have been a different podcast. Yes. <laughs> a whole different podcast. Um, so Leon was the one who drove him because the friend didn't have a car at the time. And like, it was, there were so many lies involved because my mom was there to pick me up. And there are these two really big black guys. They're like, hey, is Lori here? And I'm like, I didn't even know them. So I had to play like I did. And I was like, oh, hey, these are so-and-so's cousins, mom. Like, nice to meet you. And Leon's like, hey, nice to meet you. Leon looked 40 at the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was not a good situation. So then like, I remember like going to change out of my McDonald's uniform and Leon was like sitting at the table by the restroom and he was like, Oh, you see my tattoo. He had like a Winnie the Pooh tattoo. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And like, I walked in the bathroom, got changed and was like talking to the friend on the phone one night. And I started getting like kind of dark because I was depressed and he put me on the phone with Leon, like here, maybe he can handle you. And Leon just got me. And he was able to like talk me out of a bad situation, talk me off the ledge, sort of speak. And we just started talking and talking and talking. And then that was it. Like stuck with me. Wow. Stuck with me. So how long have you guys been together now? Um, March, it'll be 18 years. Wow. That's crazy. Years. That's Your relationship amazing. can vote. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they know which way to vote. But anyway. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm glad that that yeah. worked out for you and that you uh, didn't, didn't end up 
up and banished. Murder. <laughs> Murder. <laughs> in a dumpster of MVP. On a milk carton. <laughs> so in a could have been so bad. Yeah. Well, it worked out the way it was supposed to, right? Definitely. I mean, he's the best person I know. It's crazy. Oh, mm. um, that's, awesome. that's like so sweet and amazing. <laughs> yeah. And look at you guys now. You got three kids living your best now. lives, becoming your best versions of yourselves. It's amazing. Always evolving. Yes. Always. And so you're right now, you guys, uh, speaking of evolving, your kitchen is working on evolving. How's that called? Mm-hmm. It's not going, Marlena. It's not going anywhere, to be honest. We oh, are like, we have a stove that partially works. Because <laughs> that, of course, started to crap out as soon as this started happening. So like now only three of the burners work properly. Um, cabinets are sort of in place on the bottom, but they're not the right ones because things weren't measured properly. So everything's useless in the kitchen. I've got no microwave. They put in like a temporary sink that fits like five cups and that's about it. And yeah. I'm sure that's super helpful with a family of five. It's it's amazing. (laughs) I don't miss my dishwasher at all. Oh no. Well, as someone who's been through renovation, I feel you. Uh, I'm sure anybody else who's been through it gets it. It's like you, it's, it's one of those things. Like you only know if you've been through it yourself, it's brutal. do not recommend it's very (laughs) stressful and, uh, can cause a lot of turmoil. So, well, I hope your kitchen's done soon. Me too. Thank you. (laughs) Did, did they have a time frame for you? Um, legally they need to be done by sometime in March. It's like, we went to court because this is from, yes, this is, and that's this so far is, away. <laughs> I need hope. Bring back that smile. Oh, okay. Sorry. I mean, wow. Only March. Um, oh, wow. That'll fly by. Lucky charms. Uh, <laughs> what happened? What had happened was this all went down like two Aprils ago, two Easter's ago. So we're coming on two years. April will make two years. And we had to go to court with our insurance company and yada, yada. And we lost. And that was back in July. But come to find out that even though we lost in July and they should have just started the work then, uh, you know, they, the way that they wanted to do it, the judge didn't sign the papers until after Thanksgiving to close out the case. So now they have 120 days from then instead of from back in July. Cause we are like, okay, perfect. Like they should be done ASAP. Then they're like, no, no, no. They only signed the papers like um, November 26th or something. And wow. I was like, how can someone do that? Like how, they must've got lost on her desk and she just didn't, I mean, she didn't care. So wow. now they have until like the end of March. Wow. Well, I hope this time flies by for you. <laughs> Very quickly. God. Yeah, so crock pots and um, uh, lots so of- So many crock pots. The crock pots and sandwiches. Crock pot instant, <laughs> yeah, sandwiches, instant pots going right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So how is this affecting your wellness journey? It's been really hard. It's I didn't think it was going to be, and I kind of like bullied Leon a little bit, like, come on, suck it up. Who cares? There's still a table to cut stuff on, but it's not convenient. It's not, there's nowhere to sit all your stuff. We have three kids and it has like our air fryer and a coffee pot on the table and then all their kid crap. And then trying to find room to even put a cutting board. Like there's nothing. And I don't want to slice stuff with them, you know, grabbing it and everything else. Like 
everything is a hazard and it's just not convenient. Like there's been so many meals that we've bought stuff for. They were like, oh my God, we don't have a microwave. Like, what the hell were we thinking? I don't know how to cook corn on a stove anymore. Like, I'm a steam bag girl all the way. I don't know what to do. I'm like this Same. is going to take so much longer. Like, oh, so, so many, we've spent a lot of money on food. Yeah. Like, I would assume yeah. that your he, budget. He added just his stuff up the other day from grocery shopping, because you got to figure like we're buying more often because we're just doing like same day stuff. Right because we're not prepping. So things are spoiling and whatever. He spent like almost $700, like in two weeks when we normally spend like $300 every two weeks. Wow. And that's just him. That's not like us eating out on my dime and that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we're probably like way over a thousand dollars in two weeks. You go to Chipotle every day like, for that. Okay. I mean, because <laughs> it's so hard. Hey, they got cauliflower rice now. Okay. They put cilantro in everything. I can't. Oh, you can't do the cilantro? I can't. It's like on their toilet paper there. I can't handle it. I can't even step in. Do you have the cilantro taste like soap, Jean? Yes. Oh, I do. It's so bad for you. So good. I know some people really love it. I just cannot get down like that. I can't. Oh my gosh. I feel like I need to mail you some food right now. I can't take it. Like, I mean, seriously, this is a lot. It's a lot. I mean, right during Christmas is like, come on. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are still like finding time to like hang out and like go on these walks. And sometimes it's, yeah, like, (laughs) yeah. Sometimes uh, when we're met with adversity, it tends to bring out the best in us when we're right. surrounded by love and support. So mm-hmm. I hope you guys can continue to do that. Thank you. Get through <laughs> it. Cause I feel you girl. I went through a, I mean, my kitchen's still not done and I've been in my house for oh going on four years. So, <laughs> I mean, it's functional though. Like right. the day right. I got a functioning stove again and had countertop yeah. space. I was like, that's all I need. So I need if I had countertops, I'd be fine. So like my mom is like, come pick up this like card table and put it where the island needs to be. And I'm like, maybe we'll do that because at least if I have just another table, because the dining room table and the floor all around it and all the chairs is filled with boxes of everything that was in our kitchen. Oh my god. Like you walk into my house, it looks like an episode of hoarders. And I'm like, please guys, this isn't me. Like I don't keep my spatulas in here. Like <laughs> I don't want to that will make like a this. huge difference to have oh, if can't. you had something like that. That little yeah. what well, that one table could change everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you recently became a Weight Watchers ambassador. So congratulations. I know Yay. for you that was like a huge goal. I think it used to be like in your bio, right? You were like, wait, waiting for my chance. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Has she called you yet? She has not. <laughs> Uh, so what does that mean for you? Like, what has that been like? It's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, it feels good to be recognized. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but I know that like I've changed a lot of lives just in my own personal life, like friends, family, you know, extended family coworkers have joined because they saw me doing well on it. Um, and just, I just feel like it gives, it gives me like a broader audience, yeah. like a bigger audience. Not that, not that it's about followers or anything like that. Cause I don't really care about that so much. Like I wanted my swipe up, but that was just for my affiliate Amazon link, <laughs> <laughs> but it feels good because 
WW has been a part of my life for 10 years. 10 years I've been doing this. And I want to let people know that they can do it. That maybe even, even if it's not with WW, they can do this. Like, I know what it feels like to be in a place to think like, I'll never get there and look at other people and be like, oh, I envy her or I'm so jealous or I wish I looked like that. I'll never be able to do that. And I did it. I can't believe I did it still, but, or that I'm doing it. I just, I hope that it's helping me reach more people to feel hopeful. Yeah, definitely. It is. It is. It is for sure. And you definitely are helping lots of people. And like I said, even just over the last year or so, like you have just evolved so much and I just love you. You're so amazing. Thanks. Oh my God. Stop. I love you so much. And I bought a really cute jacket on Amazon because of you. Thank did you? Very you? Much. I did Stop that. It. That one, it was like a flannel jacket checkered. You wore it to your cabin. Isn't the thing is so, so cute. cute. It's I love so it. Cute. So cute. Oh, I'm so happy about that. Yes. What color did you get? Both you bitches stop buying shit. I have no money. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I cannot. I never bought a damn thing on Instagram ever in my whole <laughs> life or online. Poor Marlena influences me a lot to buy things. Oh I my do. God. She's so I good. Mean, seriously. She does. I mean, oh I, it's all, you know, it's like, I get that there's a lot of like promoting and we did a whole episode on this, right? Like there's right. a lot of money to be made on the internet. So because of that, there's a lot of advertisement, a lot of promoting, but there's also like, I've also discovered so many amazing things that are just a part of my great everyday products. life now brands mm -hmm. amazing brands that have great causes and do amazing right. things for their community so it's like there's good stuff going on too it's not all so bad. much good stuff and stuff right, that's like, affordable yeah. right i mean like affordable like seriously that jacket that i purchased that you showed me i have a friend that bought one very similar that mm -hmm. was 250 dollars from oh, nordstrom's it looks almost exactly the same it's crazy it's crazy yeah. between that jacket and the Amazon tank tops that I wear, like yes. every single day of my life. I love those fucking tank tops. And Same. so many other people what love them too. Amazon and it's tank top. Oh no. Oh. What is an Amazon tank it's top? It's like the a crop. Three pack. Yeah. It's a crop racer bag. I have it in every color. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there go. Okay. They're so flattering and so cute now. and comfortable. And they go under and stuff. You can wear it by a set like. Girl, and it doesn't matter what size you are like they I think no. they only go up to extra large or something but yeah. it fits everybody it's so oh, stretchy it's have to look so at good with your high-waisted leggings I wear it with all my mom jeans like if I don't have that on I feel like I look weird no, <laughs> forget it. I'm putting on one of my tank tops like I look strange this is not my uniform I gotta go get it on so you are a fellow photographer yes um, so I know when we initially talked, so this is actually our second take on Lori's episode, but we initially <laughs> talked, you talked about how like discovering photography, how that kind of like snowballed your wellness journey. Mm -hmm. Um, it was kind of one of the first things you did for yourself. Um, do you want to talk about that? Sure. What the hell? Leon and I had, we had gone to therapy, marriage counseling, and it came up in there that I like didn't have something for myself. And he was like, but you're good at photography. Like you should do it. You should just bite the bullet and step out there. He actually bought me my first camera because he had one and he used to play around with it. And then he like one just showed up at the door for me one day. This was before kids and we would throw money around like nothing. <laughs> and I was like, so what, what was your first for me? What was your first camera? It was a, a 3200, a Nikon 3200. Okay. 
Hey, that was my first camera too. Was it? It was yes. good. Yeah. It was good. It was like a big leap to leave it. Yeah. So are you still, are you still a Nikon girl? Yes. You... Always. Okay. Always. Hey, me no, I can't get down with the Canon thing. I don't see the. It's too complicated. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So sorry. Um, I, I, anyway. I interrupted your story. <laughs> so I put myself out there and I did a couple of sessions for friends and people liked it. And I mean, I'm definitely more comfortable and know I'm putting out better work now, but I would seriously, I would ship bricks before every shoot because I was so afraid to see people. Were they going to be prettier than me when they came? You know, was I going to look like the slob with the camera? Like these are all sick things that went through my head that I was just like embarrassed for people to come and talk to me because I would never talk to anybody. I would never approach people. I would never pass out a card before starting to lose weight. And now I've been with some families from like my heaviest down to now. And every time they see me, they're like, you look different. Every time I see you, like you have changed so much. And it's been so like, I love seeing them change and they're seeing me change. And they're like, you're so much more confident. Like, I don't know. It just wellness just leads into everything. It really does. It got you out of your comfort zone. right? Right. Um, and as a fellow photographer, I don't think people realize that photography is not just picking up a camera and clicking a button. No, not at all. (laughs) Has nothing to even do with your camera. Mm -hmm. Actually, you can take shitty pictures with a $2,500 camera and you take amazing pictures with a $50 camera you find at the Goodwill. So, right. Um, I love talking to other fellow photographers because, uh, you get it. So what do you shoot with now? Just because, well, right now I have a D 500, which I love, but it's like giving me issues. So I'm waiting for a 750 to come in the mail. Oh, I have a a 750. Yeah. (gasps) It's going to be my first full frame. So I'm like nervous, but my people never knew that I was shooting on a crop sensor before. So they don't, they have no idea. They don't know. Most of the people listening to this are probably like, what, I feel what? Like what the hell are you talking Chinese about right now? <laughs> so, sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, you can't, okay, so you I'll can't be call... looking to you for advice because yes. I got to learn a can't... whole nother system. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually very, uh, that's one thing I love about Nikon is they're so user-friendly and their cameras are very, uh, like if you know how to use one, you can use it at all. Okay, use them all. Yeah. So Thank it's, the, it's, it's amazing, but your lenses are going to get a lot more expensive now. Just right. Like my frame. Sigma art that I love and shoot with, I had talked to you about my Sigma art and my messages because I was panicking. Yeah. Like it's my favorite one. It's a prime lens. So it doesn't zoom in and out. Um, so you have to get creative with it. And it is, I never take it off my camera because it makes me like connect with people more. And when I take it off and I switch lenses, I'm further away from people. I'm not connected. I'm not feeling the emotion. I like to be in there. So like, even when we shoot weddings, Leon and I shoot together, I say that he's my second shooter for life. He, um, he shoots far away and gets the long range shots and he's taller and all that stuff. And I'm like in there, like I am in smelling the bride. Like, like I want to see the wrinkles on your fingers. Like that all means so much to me. So, um, I love that. Yeah. Photography is very intimate and you do, you build a relationship with your clients and you watch Mm -hmm. their families grow and it's It's just fun. 
it's really cool. But I have to say, I don't do weddings anymore. They kind of ruined my love of photography for a little bit. So I'm definitely taking a step back. There are a lot of freaking work and you do not make enough money. uh, You don't. You don't. (laughs) And people always complain about how expensive wedding photography is. They're like, oh, this is $2,000 for the day. And I'm like, that's cheap. That person's probably making a dollar an hour with all the work they're going to put in. So appreciate your photographers, people. Seriously, I shot a wedding in the last wedding we did was October. And I just messaged them like, okay, I'm going to mail out your gallery this week, like with holidays and mini sessions and all that stuff in between. And just like, you need a break in between. You cannot sit there and edit for six hours a night, every night. Like, and I, you know, I get a lot right in the camera, but tweaking everything and making it look cohesive is hard. It's hours and hours and hours and hours of work. Editing is like, so mentally exhausted. And I know I, I do audio editing, obviously with the podcast right. now, audio editing is a piece of cake compared to photo <laughs> editing. Photo editing is like when I'm done editing, I, li- I can't even put sentences together. Yeah. Like, I'm done for today. Seriously. I fall asleep at my laptop and I'm like, I can't like I'm on the couch, like phone in one hand. Cause I'm Instagramming so and trying to edit so that I don't snap. And then like, like I said, Leon shoots with me and we're both over shooters. So like I have thousands of pictures to go thousands. through <laughs> and then I go through his and I'm like, I've gone through so many of mine first. Cause he doesn't edit them. He just shoots just as like a backup, which is also part of my confidence thing. Like I just am afraid to not have him there. So I just feel more confident when he's got my back, even if he's yeah. not shooting, if he were just stand around and carry my bag, I would be a thousand times more confident because he's there. Like he's the other half of me. So it's weird. Um, so when I get to his cards, like, okay, cool. I'll take like 30 out of these 500, but I still have to go through them all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a labor of love. So, uh, when did you discover photography? Like how long have you been, um, photographer when the, what was it? Like right after Valentina was born. So yeah. Yeah. So how did you teach yourself? Lots of YouTube. I yeah. just read my manual front to back and just would YouTube it, pause it, like find what they're talking about. Okay, go back, like go in the book, look for the button, go through the menu. And I'm like, not excited to do this again with another camera. <laughs> it's like I said, uh, it needs the, to be done. Yeah, I went from the um, 3200 to the 750. And that's ah, a big leap. It was a, it was real, it was way easier than I expected it to be. And oh I literally God. had it for one week before I shot a wedding. So, well, yeah, was, I have two weddings coming up. I'm like, I got to get something. I, I can't. Yes, you'll, you'll love it and you'll never want to go back. Um, and if you are a very creative person and you've never, uh, dabbled in photography I highly recommend it Try it is it. even not as a profession it's very it's hard so to make fun. money as a profession but as a hobby um learn it as a skill learn how to manually shoot that's what makes you a photographer mm-hmm, um, right. and it's it's I don't it's a great stress reliever and now you're making me want to pick up my camera and I'm no, so, awesome. so thank you I love it <laughs> let's fun. go shooting together yes I know when so we fun. When Adam and I uh, renewed our vows this past September, we went on a road trip. Like I was genuinely I ready to, to come so bad. Go 25 hours out of our way <laughs> to drive 
to the way south of freaking Florida to see Lori. One day uh, you will. Uh, I'm going to come see you and you're going to photograph. I want to come to you. Wanna- okay, you can come here. Come to our wellness come retreat. <laughs> yes. yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Mama needs to get away. <laughs> <laughs> come here. This so is a, I feel like Minneapolis is super underrated uh, area to visit. Don't come here in the winter, but come like spring, I mean, summer. It's great. It's great. <laughs> you got a lot. I'm not up here. It's great. Yeah, it's very cool. Actually, it's like 35 today, which is really nice for us. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, when I warm. see you outside on your walks, <laughs> it's like, oh, 60 wow, it's degrees. Like, uh, 72 like, oh. here. Yeah, she's like, it's so chilly today. <laughs> this morning, it was like, you're it's coming the summer. <laughs> yeah, but you're from Long Island. You know what the cold is like. It's different. It's so different. <laughs> when I go to New York to visit my girlfriend and it's like 70, I have my leather jacket on and like, the bouncers at the club are like, you're not from here. I'm like, oh, I'm freezing. Well, why isn't anyone wearing pants? Like, why did I do this to myself? This is so stupid. Laurie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This is so Both fun. are awesome. Yeah. So before we go, anything else that the people should know about Laurie? Just love me for who I am. I'm not always the most articulate. I don't always have the right words to say or, um, I don't always know the best thing to do in certain situations, but just know me, know my heart, scroll my feed, read the posts. I take a lot of time to write these posts out. Like it's not about the pictures, just read the caption and know that like I'm dumping it out for you guys. Like I am giving you 1000% my genuine self. Like it's not always pretty. I'm stressed as shit. A lot of the times I don't always want to tuck my kids in at night, but that's real. Like that's me. And if you're here for it, then I welcome you with open arms. So that's it. Please love you guys. Yes. We love you, Lori. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.